everybody and welcome to the Table 442 podcast for the second week of the Fun Buying Cup. Last week, it was Jamie Longmate and his team of border crossers, the East Midlands themed Al Cluffico 11 with a few ringers in there. This week, it will be great footballing nicknames. We'll be joined later on by our guest Rachel Church to go through her side. I'm Joe Fish, your co-host, joined today by Aaron Pretty. Aaron, how are you doing and how, how what do you make of uh, of Jamie's team from, from last week's pod? I'm good, thank you, mate. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've really enjoyed it and I've, um, I've had a laugh looking back at it. I've never seen a team before that's got Robert Earnshaw, Lewis Figo and um, Steve McLaren in it. But yeah, here we are. Yeah, and the rumours were that there were you know managers looking to assemble those together in the kind of <laughs> mid-2000s Premier League era, but... You know, never quite came off in line. Yeah. Um, no, so a very interesting start. I thought he got the theme spot on in terms of mm-hmm. the, um, you know, suitability to the topic. Um, was it the best eleven? Not sure. I think we could have could could be eclipsed by uh, by some future topics, including this one. So we'll see what lineup Rachel comes up with later on. And you've also played the role this week of uh, bringing the pods nickname 11 mm-hmm. to to the show so you'll be pitching your ideas to Rachel seeing if she wants to take any of them yeah. for her own team later on um and to start with we'll, we'll go on to our, our, our predictions league a little update obviously last week we were a game down as Aaron brought United Liverpool to the podcast mm. and neither of us predicted the game to be uh, abandoned due to mass fan protest <laughs> um very very uh it's quite some foresight that would have been to predict the scenes at Old Trafford last week. Um, so the scores going into into week two were four to me and one to Aaron, and Aaron cut that back uh, with a five-three victory this week, including the first correct score of the competition was uh, his two-nil Chelsea victory over Fulham. So the running scores now are me seven and Aaron six. Close the gun. We'll be bringing two games each to the show again this week. And just a reminder of the scoring system. So it's one point for a correct uh, result, three points for correct score, and a bonus point if you get your prediction right for the other person's game. Um, So, Aaron, what is the first game you are bringing to the show this week? Um, So the first one I'm going to go for is tonight's game, Leicester against Newcastle. Yep. Um, So, yeah, Leicester in a bit of a, a strange spot. So they've won... They won three on the bounce and then drew last time out against Southampton. Um, they do have the FA Cup final next weekend, but I think that's probably, it's still with this being on a Friday night, that's still over a week away. So I think it's probably enough time there for Brendan Rodgers not to need to rest anybody before the final. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's still relatively tight with the Champions League places and they'll be wanting to pick up points. So um, I think they'll have a strong team out tonight and I think they'll be going for it. The flip side of that is Newcastle after they've picked up a couple of important wins against Burnley, West Ham, and then had a good draw against Liverpool. Um, I think they look quite comfortable now. I don't think they'll get relegated. Got four to play, nine points above Fulham, who are in the last relegation spot. I think their players will will feel pretty safe now. So um, there's obviously still a chance they'll go down, but I can't see it happening. So I've um, I've gone for a a relatively comfortable 3-1 Leicester win. Yeah, I, think, I, I agree. Both sides are kind of in that place where they do, do they have loads to play for in the leagues. Like you said, they, Leicester do have some tough fixtures, but it would have to go quite badly wrong for yeah. them to be left on the top, uh, left out of the top four. Newcastle 
uh, likewise at the bottom of the table. So um, I think it'd just be about which which side is more switched on, mm-hmm. which side's a little bit more motivated, and obviously which side can just come up with those one or two moments to win the game. And Leicester are just very well equipped to do that, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I'll go for a slightly narrower Leicester win. So I'll go for, for 2-1 to Leicester. And the first game I'm bringing to the show, and I think for the first time in our predictions league, I'm venturing into the championship because there's a big, big game at the bottom of that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the championship season finishing um, this weekend. Uh, and Derby plays Sheffield Wednesday in a loser-goes-down match. Sounds like kind of like a WWE <laughs> stipulation. From Vince McMahon will be selling that for 20 quid. Yeah. Um, so, but, but both of them could yet be relegated if Derby failed to win and, uh, and Rotherham beat Cardiff. And, I mean, these are two big clubs with over... 130 years of top flight pedigree between them mm-hmm. so it would be a shock if either go down but I, I think the real shock would come from from seeing Derby relegated they haven't been in the third tier since 1991 I've been in the Premier League you know infamously more recently Sheffield Wednesday and also kind of been regulars in the top top end of the championship table whereas Wednesday have been have been battling with lots of demons for a few years and started this season with a, a points deduction. So a little bit less of a surprise that they're in this position. Then, of course, there's the added element of Wayne Rooney who's looking to avoid a, avoid a tainted start to his managerial career. But Rooney's Rams, they've been in free fall, really, losing their last six games and have, have only registered one win since February 23rd. Uh, Derby's big problem is not scoring goals. That's so, you know, having one of the Premier League's top marksman of all time and Charles yeah. hasn't ended that their tally of 33 is the second lowest of any championship team at this stage of the season and, and you know Sheffield Wednesday are not going down without a fight either losing um, only one of the last four games this like, has got a, like a low scoring 1-0 written all over it for me I just can't decide in which direction and I thought Aaron I might kind of change the change the tune of this one and go to you first on predictions because obviously you a little bit more attuned with the championship than I am. Yeah, so it's a it's a huge, huge game. Um, like you say, a, a lot riding on it for well for three clubs really. Um, Rotherham were in a really good position to get themselves out of it. I think at one point they had four games in hand on Derby, but unfortunately for them, they've they've not won any of them. So yeah, it all comes down to this. Um, I feel like Chef Wed have just got more in them to pull a result out of the bag every now and again. Um, they had a relatively recent, decent 1-0 win over Blackburn. They beat Cardiff 5-0 at the beginning of April. Um, I just think they've got more about them when needed. And I think, unfortunately, sorry, Jamie, <laughs> um, I'm going to go for a Sheffield Wednesday 2-0 win. Wow. There we go, then. Um I think then for, to, to make it interesting, I, I'll go with Derby. I think so. I wasn't sure. Like, it just looks like two sides that, you know, obviously will be very, you'd have thought, on edge because of the occasion. So you can't see it being, you know, a free-flowing attacking game, which will be very tense and might be nicked by the odd goal there. So I'll go for a 1-0 Derby win. And I'm sure that'll, you know, provoke joyous scenes in the, uh, in the Jamie Longmate house household next week if that is the case right then Aaron who are you bringing to the table with your second game 
Um, so the second one I'm going for is Liverpool Southampton, which is tomorrow night kickoff quarter past eight. Um, obviously we've obviously just touched on the Liverpool United games called off. So Liverpool haven't actually had a match since they drew with Newcastle one all on the 24th of April. Um, yeah, a long time to go without a game, which is probably for them not the worst thing in the world with the amount of injuries and niggly injuries and whatnot that they've got. Um, Liverpool they're out of all cups, so. They've only got the league left to focus on. Um, I, I think with them being seven points, is it behind Chelsea? Um, there's too much of a gap to make up there. But I think Liverpool will still want to give themselves a shot. They won't want to give up and just assume they're not going to make it. So um, I can see them really going for it and not being on the beach already. Flip side of that is Southampton, I think, probably are on the beach is the, the kindest way of describing them. Um, they had a really promising start to the season and I know we were waxing lyrical about a few of the players, but since then, to, to say they've sort of tailed off would be an understatement. I think they've got one win in five. And if I've counted it right, I think they've got three wins in 17, which um, obviously is quite, quite bad form. So I think with Liverpool going all out and Southampton being on the beach already, I think I've gone for another relatively comfortable 3-1 win um, for Liverpool. Yeah, and I, I can't argue with the kind of end result you've gone for there. Although I would argue that Southampton aren't on the beach just yet. Like they've um, they put in a really good shift last time out against Leicester to come away with a result with ten men. Um, so I think that was you know that was important for them. Like there was near, that could have been deja vu of the nine nil with the early <laughs> yeah. red card. Don't they, want that they, again. Yeah, they uh, showed a lot of you know, resoluteness to, to make that not happen. But like you said, their form has fallen off a cliff. Anything outside the top four would be a disaster for Liverpool. Absolute disaster. Um, and it looks that way already, but they have reason, They have a reasonable run in outside of United and they'll want to give themselves every shot of sneaking in into mm-hmm. the top four. So I agree, I'll go with Liverpool and I'll go with Liverpool quite emphatically. So I'll go with 3-0 to Liverpool. You know, Southampton actually famously kind of like Liverpool feeder club, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so the game usually has a bit of needle in it. It is an interesting question. And if you were Jurgen Klopp and you were going to raid that hunting ground again, which one Southampton player would you take for Liverpool next year to put you on the spot? One player. I think... I mean, Not quite I think, the uh, resources to choose from that they may have had a few years ago. Yeah, I think they could do worse than going for Danny Ings. To be yeah, honest, yeah, obviously been there previously, but yeah, but they do need a, some they freshness. Need, yeah, then. they need goals. I saw, I was reading a thing the other day, based off a, uh, a conversation we'd had in the WhatsApp group about um, Ollie Watkins. Um, I think Ollie Watkins has been as heavily linked with Liverpool, so. Um, they're obviously in the market for a striker. Um, Firmino's sort of regressed. I know people used to say, oh, he is the system and all that, but that's clearly yeah. not, not working anymore. Um, I think he's, he's the last three seasons, I think I read, he's got like less than the season before now. Um, yeah. So they're obviously in the market for a striker. I don't think they will go in for Danny Ings. Um, but no. if I was going into pick someone from this Southampton team and I had to pick somebody and I was a Liverpool manager it probably would be Danny Ings because Southampton have got some decent players but none that I think would trouble the Liverpool team when they're all fit Yeah I think like if, if you kind of took 
Ings's previous spell at Liverpool away. Not that there was any bitterness about it at all. It just didn't work out for him. Yeah, it just didn't happen for him, did it? Then he, then you know, with a year left on his contract at Southampton as well, and Liverpool needing somebody certainly to play centrally up front or to be an option centrally up front, he would be a decent fit. Yeah, Um, twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. He he spent he spent quite a bit of his last few few years obviously before Southampton not playing a lot of football so I, mm-hmm. I do think he's due for a move this summer he's not signed his new contract but I do think he'll go somewhere where he's fairly okay. likely to play after you know he's really really enjoyed his last couple of years at Southampton so mm-hmm. yeah I think a good shout as any you know I don't I can't see any circumstance where it would happen but theoretically yeah. that probably would still be the best bet for Liverpool to go down yeah like I said Southampton have got some good players Ariel Romeu I know we're both a fan of but he's not going to play ahead of Fabinho so yeah. That'd be a waste of time. Um, Bednarek, Vestergaard. I know. Again, we've said in the past that we're both fans off. Yeah. They're not. They're not going to get in when everyone's fit. So, yeah. Yeah, I think Danny Ings would be the the one I'd go for. Yeah. Fair shout. Um, okay, the final of our predictions for this week, um, and I take no pleasure in this, but I'm going to talk a little bit about Arsenal. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, remember when Mikel Arteta was the brains behind Pep Guardiola, as uh, as Pete kind of joked in our WhatsApp group this week. So, uh, Arsenal's media darling of a manager is now facing some pressure over his job after overseeing their worst season in, in quarter of a century. So, the ninth in the league, and they were so feebly knocked out of the Europa League by... I don't know if you watched it, oh, but it's pathetic. I, I watched the second half, and, like, they just... I mean, there was a Bamiang had uh, at the back post, wasn't yeah. there? Like there was just there was just nothing, nothing to them. No. Such an performance, um, and to go out to Emery as well, it just makes it that little bit sweeter, doesn't it? Yeah, and I mean, he's now reached five European finals in the last, you know, I think it's less last seven or eight years, which is an incredible record. So maybe they let go of him a bit too soon. Um, but yeah, unless Arteta wants to go back to putting cones out, you know, Arsenal have got to show some sort of response to that midweek disappointment over their final four league games. They, they do have Chelsea in the week, but otherwise finish fairly kindly with Palace, who are a notorious uh, beach occupants yeah. at this time. Flip flops on um, at the end of the season. Yeah, and, and Brighton, um, who are, you know, are now safe from relegation. Uh, and that follows this weekend's visit from West Brom, who will be sent back to the Championship with a defeat. Um, just a you know, quick aside, I couldn't believe it when I heard this week that Willian had yet to score for Arsenal. Yeah. You know, so it's so often, doesn't it? Who's yeah, the, the... failure to get anything or anything substantial out of the senior players, I think has been their biggest failure this year because they've had some mm-hmm. decent contributions from from a few of the youngsters. Yeah, the um, youngsters are really the only ones that can hold the head high. Yeah. Like, so yeah. William, big disappointment. Aubameyang, uh, like I said, it's not had a bad season, but mm. Pe- Pepe again has not really done much. Um, so yeah, they've, um, it's been really, really poor from Arsenal. He says with uh, a massive smile on his face. <laughs> um, at the other, you know, if you flip the coin, um, Sam Allardyce faces relegation for the first time in his career with a, a ten-point deficit to make up on New- Newcastle and Burnley, and only twelve points to play for. It did look ever so briefly as though Big Sam may work his magic again about a month ago when the baggies racked up successive wins uh, and in impressive, fa- impressive fashion to beating Chelsea and Southampton by three goals apiece. Mm-hmm. But they've just not been able to follow that up um, and you know drop points in recent weeks against rivals Wolves and West Brom pretty much consign them to the drop. But you know Big Sam 
loved a result against the likes of Arsenal when he was at Bolton and Blackburn. So he might like to land land a, a parting blow on them before he leaves the Premier League, I would expect, uh, mm-hmm. for good. Um, so I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw on this one. What do you say, Aaron? I think, and this might just be because Arsenal just are just doing my head in at the moment. I, th- I used to, growing up, I really liked them because my dad's best mate was an Arsenal fan. Um, and he used to always come over to watch the match. And it was always like Arsenal were kind of the good guys and Man United were the bad guys. It was how it was sort of, I always viewed everything. And I know obviously you're perhaps not a fan being a Tottenham fan, but I always really admired Arsene Wenger. And I think the way that, was it 23 years? that They never finished outside, yeah, outside the top four yeah, yeah. when he was there. Yeah. And then they'd won three FA Cups in five years, I think it was. And the fans wanted him out and they got rid of him and just really, I think for, for what he'd done for the club, they treated him pretty shabbily. Um, and I'm glad to see it all just falling down now. Um, they, they, they sort of get what they deserve. So I'm going to go for Arsenal players. Heads are down after what's happened last night. And West Brom are going to just hoof their way to a scrappy 2-1 win. Scrappy 2-1 win for West Brom, says Aaron. Right, that being, brings to a close the first part of the show. We will be back after a short break with our special guest, Rachel Church, to go through her nicknames, Funbind11. Right, and on to the highlight of the show, the Funbind Cup section, week two. And we are joined this week by Rachel Church, friend of the podcast, Rachel, how are you doing? And thanks for coming on the show. It's a delight to be here, Joe and Aaron. Thank you for having me. Oh, wow. That feels great. That that felt like genuine excitement to be on, (laughs) not like the same anguish we get when we drag people on. Yeah. I'm a proper football fan and I've come up with a cracking team, so I'm really excited. There you go. No, I I really like that confidence. Um, I don't. I'm nervous now that I'm not going to get any (laughs) picks in. I'm going to look stupid. Uh, well, you know, I'm sure Rachel will take on board any any uh, any particularly good nicknames that you bring to the show. Just a reminder, that is this week's theme, the best footballing nicknames. Um, before we get into the team, Rachel, do you want to give us a, a little bit of a background um, about like your kind of footballing allegiances and stuff like that? Yeah, I am. I'm one of those people that supports two teams, but it's bad, kind of bad. like I hope. Because Man United, it's in the blood, goes back through the family history. And being the only girl of the family, my dad has just passed that love down to me. So Man United fan through and through. But also we live in Peterborough, so we go and watch the posh. Me and my dad, every home game, we're there. And we've just had a very successful um, promotion to the championship. So I'm in spirits. You have. So, and yeah, Peterborough and my new fan pretty good season for the two of you combined and like I would say between both sides neither of you have been given a dodgy penalty all year <laughs> <laughs> are you referring to the Sammy Schmodis 95th minute <laughs> could be could be referring to one of half a dozen but I'll yeah. let you choose which one you think that was um, uh, well I will admit that Peterborough have got promoted on a slightly dodgy decision and if that referee ever returns to London Road he will be held a hero forevermore <laughs> Take him to the Draper's arms. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a nice little piece for inside joke. There. Aaron just buttering Rachel up, so he, he'll she'll take a couple. Of oh, well, I, I grew up in Peterborough, so. Oh yeah. You know all the local haunts. Nice. It should just be said, you know, Rachel, very happy to have you on as our first female guest. But just to clarify for all the listeners, Rachel is being paid the same as all of the male guests who have been on. I've yet to have that confirmed, though. So are you going to release the statistics? Just in case there's any complaints, equal pay on this podcast. Um, Right. You happy with your team, Rachel? Yeah, sounds like it. Delighted. Do you want to get us started with the goalkeeper? And do you want to go with nickname first? I think that's how okay, we're going to Are you guys going to guess then at that point to see how... I think, knowledge- that, I think that's a fairly good indicator whether it's a good nickname. So, okay. yeah, let's go I've nickname couple, first. We can I've done a that. couple of um, honourable mentions for people that haven't quite made my list, but I want to talk to you about nice. as well. Nice, okay. No okay. problem. So in goal, a bit of an, a nod now to the United Glory is I've gone for the Great Dane. Yeah, well, okay. no, don't, no two guesses needed about that about who that is um so peter schmeichel tell us a bit about peter schmeichel and maybe well i was going to say the origins of that nickname but i think that's fairly yeah but i used to love peter schmeichel because the way he came out and he kind of smother any goal threat and i felt like all the years after him we had some proper dodgy keepers we went through mark bosnich and tybee and bartez howard and we just never quite had you know Peter Schmeichel was the man wasn't he for so mm-hmm. many years yeah there was a lot of rubbish between Schmeichel and De Gea wasn't there it was uh, only really it, Van was, der, it was Van der Sar wasn't oh, it oh yeah of Before course they, Van der Sar, no, no, it no, wasn't until the sign Van der Sar that everyone between Van der Sar and Schmeichel was yeah pretty abysmal yeah okay. we just we never we peaked at Peter Schmeichel for quite yeah, a long definitely. time oh I feel like Peter Schmeichel would get in a lot of sort of composite 11s with a lot of different subjects including ability and maybe mm-hmm. nicknames so a very strong shout Aaron have you got anything different in goal yeah I have but I already know probably not even worth me saying after hearing how <laughs> passionately you've just said that you're a United fan I already know you're not going to be changing Peter Schmeichel so I've gone for someone that was known as the Black Spider um, a very good nickname but yeah. not one who was the man it's Lev Yashin Lev Yashin, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. so he was known as the Black Spider. He used to just basically wear all black um, and then famously a Baker hat as well when he was playing. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, but yeah, obviously never seen him play far beyond my time, but um, he's widely regarded as sort of the best goalkeeper of all time. And I just thought it was a really cool nickname more than anything. So. It's a good it name. Is, it, is, it is a cool nickname, but is it a cool enough nickname to, for Rachel to let go of her emotional attachments to Peter Schmeichel. I think I, I can think probably answer know. that one for her. <laughs> but also, the, the honourable mention for me went to an ex-Spurs player, which was the Octopus. The Octopus Gomez, right? Gomez, which I thought yeah. was the brilliant name. It, he, but, he, but like, he was actually a bit like an octopus. So yeah, it was like, a good name. Like, limbs, like, wasn't it? The longest, the longest yeah. limb. <laughs> um, yeah. No, good, a good honourable mention as well. Um, I don't think Gomez will ever get in a team ahead of Peter Schmeichel, though. Uh, There's no chance. (laughs) So I assume you are sticking with Schmeichel in goal. Sticking with Schmeichel, yeah. Okay. Um, That was that would have been a hard win for you, Aaron. But I'm holding. Yeah. As soon as you said the great day, and I was like, all right, well, that one's not happening. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's see if you have any more luck in the defence. What's your? How are you kind of lining up, Rachel? 
Okay, well, I've gone for somebody current day at the moment because the nickname seems to be going a bit out of fashion. So I mm. wanted to get yeah. somebody that was that was current day. So I've gone for Dave. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which That's is says better, right? yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm very imaginative. Nickname, of course, from the Chelsea fans. Uh, obviously, because they can't pronounce Aspilicueta, maybe still can't. Um, mm. But yeah, where, where's he? Because obviously, so your fiance Mark, he's a big Chelsea fan. Where does he kind yeah. of rank in Michael's Chelsea? We were just we were discussing this, and we said, "Hey, that's Chelsea signed him for seven million. I mean, what a bargain! And he can play left back, right back. He's now the captain." And a few seasons ago, he was top of the kind of fantasy football wish list because he was banging in the crosses. We're getting yeah. loads of balls off him. So he's just one of those players, isn't he, that really 400 appearances for them and he's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think he's probably one of those Chelsea players as well that I wouldn't say other fans, fans of other clubs like him necessarily. I don't, say, I don't think they dislike him, but everyone thinks he's pretty good, don't they? Yeah. There's nobody who can really rate him. Um, not sure I rate his nickname. Like I thought it was funny for a bit maybe a week but it's not a great nickname for me Aaron who have you got Dave have you yeah but then <laughs> I was I thought that might happen I thought that might happen so I put in an honourable mention just to stoke a bit of conversation um I I can't remember who my honourable mention was oh yeah uh Javier Zanetti who was just known as El Tractor or The Tractor because he would just go up and down in lines all day, just up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, yeah. So I had him very as an fullback, I think. Um, but again, it's not <laughs> between Dave and the tractor. There's not a lot of glamour in it. It's a lot. I like, lot that, I like the fact, Joe, you've slagged off Dave, and we've both picked him. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know what a good nickname is. When Joe me, was slagging off Dave, I was thinking, right, do I be honest here and say that I've also got him, or do I just go straight for the tractor? And then I thought, well, actually, the tractor's not good enough anyway, so I'll just stick with Dave and be honest. Yeah, clearly, I don't know what a good nickname is. For me, sticking a Y on the end of something is a good nickname. You know, we've got fishy, churchy, pretty, pretty. E. yeah, yeah. So. Clearly, I know nothing. Um, so that means Dave is obviously a shoe in, um, in defence. How many more defenders have you got, Rachel? Have you got four? Oh. You've got three at the back? No, I've got three, four, three. Three, four, three, right. Give us your other two defenders then. So our next one, very well known when I say it, I've gone for Psycho. Yeah. This is pretty much the first one I thought of. So mm -hmm. obviously yeah. you've got, you got Stuart Pierce. Do you want to explain any more behind that pick or is that... Fairly selfish. Partly because I love the old school tackle, enthusiastic tackle. And that was Stuart Pierce all over, wasn't it? And you miss a bit of that in the modern game. So for me, that's why he's, there. That's why he's in my team, to put that tackle in. Yeah, and understood. And, and your third defender? My third defender is a bit more left field. Uh, it's Fitz Hall, who was one size fits all at Palace. Yeah, now I love this nickname. This is a great nickname for me because and i didn't realize this till i read until i looked him up that he actually had his own clothes brand because of that nickname yeah no i think that's great i really like that and actually naturally that team has a little bit of a nice balance with the back three espilicueta on the right pierce on the left fits all pretty lucky to be playing in between in between those two but no what i one size I, I that always makes me smile i think that's a great nickname and as well, Ian Dowie picked him out of the non-leagues and he kind of went into League One, one player of the year there. So he's one of those, he's a grafter. And you want that, don't you? Someone that's come from the lower leagues. 
Piers will appreciate that. He'll appreciate that, yeah. Uh, Aaron, have you got any of those or would you like to offer any alternatives? I've got both of those, but I am playing four at the back, so I've got another one as well. But yeah, um, agree with everything you said. Psycho is probably one of the first ones that come to mind for me. I think he's one of the only people that I know that when now whenever anyone refers to him, everyone calls him Psycho rather than Stuart Pearce. Um, yeah. So he was a shoo-in for me. And then, yeah, one size is just it's probably my favourite one in all of them. I think it's just class. I'm just assuming it wasn't a footballer that come up with that because I feel like it's yes. too smart and nuanced for the um, the players to come up with. But alongside them, I've gone for one that is kind of in there. Again, he's another one before all of our time, but it's just, I think it's like a really iconic nickname. Uh, I've got Franz Beckenbauer, who was known as Dirk Heiser. Um, yeah. I think it's, yeah, probably one of, or if not the most iconic nickname in football. So, I've put him in on that. Yeah. De Kaiser, it's just got an air of something around it, hasn't it? Um, so he's in next to Fitzhall for me. Definitely. Uh, and I saw Rachel's expression there and she was, I think, impressed by that one. Are, was, you, are you pondering? I, I was going to say, I'd have him on my bench, Aaron. Is that all right? Yeah, I'll take that for now. Seems at the start, before we started recording, you were saying there's not a chance any of these players, your players are getting in my team. So... The fact that yeah. I've managed to get one on the bench, I'll um, I'll take that for now. Yeah, and still possibly, still possibly room for him uh, as we manoeuvre through the formations as we as we go on. Uh, but for the time being, Rachel's sticking to her guns. Uh, Schmeichel in goal and a back three. So the great Dane, I should say, in goal and a back three of Dave, one size, and Psycho. This is sounding like a brilliant. Sunday league team I was already. Say, it like, sounds more Mike Bassett than anything, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Dave one size and psycho. Team already. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's like I'm starting to. When I said those nicknames, I was seeing them like walk through the airport with stag do shirts on. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your stag do, Joe? <laughs> no, it's not. But I have been on one just like that, and and uh, was incredibly cringy walking through the airport like that. But these boys could pull it off. I'm telling you, because they've got yeah. proper proper nicknames. Um, okay, so you three at the back, four in midfield. Do you want to start us off? In fact, let's go start with you, Aaron. Do you want to start us off with you? Well, you've got four at the back, right? Yeah, I've got I've got a really attacking four three three. Um, okay, let's basically start all, with all three you. of my midfielders are pretty much just like centre attacking mids. So right, well, let's start with your central midfielders then. Um, so the first one I've got. Um, I just again, it's another one. I just I think it's just a, a really cool nickname. Uh, I've got Juan Ricalme, who was known as the the lazy wizard or the lazy magician, depending on how you translate it. Um, all know that he was probably one of the most technically talented players of his generation, but perhaps didn't quite have the the work rate to go alongside that, which is why it didn't really work out for him at Barcelona. Um, brilliant for a few years at Villarreal, and then went back to to Boca Juniors and was was great down there until his retirement, but. I thought the Lazy Wizard was just a really cool-sounding nickname and, and really summed him up for, for what he was. I think so, and I'm strongly behind this one because I feel like it would sum me up as a footballer <laughs> um, <laughs> as well. So the Lazy Wizard, strong start. Who else you got in centre mid? Um, next to him, I've got uh, one Sebastian Veron. Um, oh, good shout. And this one I liked because I just liked the story behind it. So he was known as La Brujita, which translates to the little witch. Um, and the reason for that is because his dad was um, a really famous footballer in Uruguay and was known as 
La Bruja, which is just the witch. Um, so when Veron broke through, they nicknamed him the Little Witch after his dad, which I um, I quite like that. Yeah, and that's a really loved him as a player as well. That's you're a, in with a shout there, Aaron. You're in with a shout. Veron, oh nice. Oh, <laughs> you, right, you should have known to appeal to the Man United. Yeah, I'm just going to look in a chat with Pete Wildman. We should know that you know if we just if we put our chat Man United way, we'll get we'll get some yeah. positive sponsors. Um, okay, so we've got the the little wizard. No, the lazy wizard. The lazy and the wizard and the little witch. That's that has a very nice ring to it. Um, yeah. Did you say you've got three in? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Some... Well, so Veron got... actually. He, he did a bit of running actually. So yeah, he... that's I'm thinking. He can be the legs. Um, yeah. And then another one who I used him on the, the the sort of the graphics for this actually on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. Uh, Roberta Baggio, the divine ponytail. Again, I think it's just. It's a cool and funny nickname, but yeah, also... Hang on, hang on a minute here, Aaron. Hang on, because I've got him up front. Oh, there so... we go. It's a very attacking team, clearly. There we go. <laughs> We're sorry there, then. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just probably, again, a bit like uh, Franz Beckenbauer. It's probably one of, if not the most famous nickname of all time. It's the one that come to mind for me um, as soon as we said we are going to do this as a, as a subject. So I'm glad that we both got him because, yeah, I'd have been yeah, sad to see him miss out. He was just class, wasn't he? And he was yeah. one of those players who played your team. You hated him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. yeah. He was an absolute tremendous footballer. Yeah. And a great ponytail, too. Yeah. And a divine so, yeah. ponytail. A divine okay, ponytail. So we've got Veron, Raquel May, Baggio, very continental uh, midfield three. Um, and Rachel, Rachel's ears pricked up with Veron. So, Possible option for Rachel on midfield by sounds a bit Veron. She's already already got Baggio, but who have you got currently, Rachel? Okay, so I've got my own I've got my own wizard in midfield, and this might be the weak link for me because I've gone for the Wizard of Oz. All oh, right, okay. So that is obviously either like I'm gonna guess either, field, though, is it? I'm gonna guess Tim is this centre mid? I'm gonna guess Tim Cahill. No. Or Harry Kuehl. This is really Harry Kuehl. Harry Kuehl. Okay. I was about to say Danny Tiato. Uh, <laughs> Paul Ocon. He'd have been pretty lucky to have that nickname. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, Harry Kuehl, but not, not a natural centre mid by any stretch. No. Um, so is there room, do you reckon, for the Little Witch ahead of the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> I, to be fair, Harry Kuehl was probably out on the wing, wasn't he? So uh, they're not my two centre mids, but oh, he's okay. my... So, so there's a chance. Okay, so who, who's your two centre mids then? My right, well, two centre mids. I firstly, I've got a nod to Peterborough United. I've gone with the Bulldog. Oh, Jimmy Bullard. Jimmy Bullard. Well done, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But was that was that nickname like rife when he was playing, or is that? Yeah. Come since no, that, that was his time. nickname at Peterborough. Yeah. He got that at Peterborough, I believe. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's got. He's part of your family then, because Michael's nickname is is the cat dog. So, <laughs> the cat dog. Like, so Jimmy is just like slightly higher in that in that food chain than Michael is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nice. Oh, a, a nice, nice I am. You need a, you need a Jimmy Bullard in your team because he's the joker, isn't he? He's the prankster. He gets everybody's morale going. He's the one that thought of all the nicknames for the rest. Yeah. Yes, you need that, don't you, in your team? Yeah, I absolutely love the Bulldog. 
Yeah, so a, a nice homage to to your beloved Peterborough as well in there. Um, now, who have you got next to Jimmy Bullard in central midfield? Uh, you're going to like this one because of his brief Spurs appearance, the Pitbull. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, uh, Edgar. Um, yeah. Did I like him? Not sure, but happy to have any sort of Spurs connection <laughs> in the side. And I do, I do think quite a quite a famous nickname and a very apt nickname as well. Yeah. So a reasonably strong shout there. Um, and, and then a great, a great player. Yeah, quality yeah, player. Yeah, no, no, no doubt a great player. Yeah, obviously definitely didn't see the best of him when he came to Spurs. It's a but, scary sounding centre mid as well, isn't it? With the old the bulldog and the pit bull. The bulldog and the pit bull, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect partners. Yapping That's what I um, although so what what would be a better pairing? Like the bulldog and the pit bull or the wizard and the witch? Yeah. Interesting. There's some real poetry to this side. Mm. Um, I it love depends the story if you want a PG Harry Potter movie or a... <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or a few tough seconds <laughs> or a bloodbath. Understood. <laughs> but I love that story about Edgar Dabbies, and like I feel like every time I hear it or tell it, it gets it changes slightly. But I'm sure when it wasn't it when he was Barnet player manager or manager that he he wouldn't go to away games outside of London. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's great. Like that, but like that's knowing his worth. Barnet are like obviously very lucky to have some of that stature, even if he's not proven managerial whatsoever associate with the club. He's just gone. Look, seriously, these are my terms. Take it or leave it. And they've gone. Yeah, sure. Why not? I think that's a good story. So, um, yeah, good shout there as well. That leaves you with one midfield spot left on oh, the right hand side. I've gone, I've gone with an absolute classic. Okay. Goal. Golden balls as well, yeah. Can't go wrong with that. No. So that was. I, um, I went to Man United played Bayern Munich in the reunion kind of treble match in 2019, and Bex played, and yeah. he could do that 60 yard pass. Mm. It was just got it. Yeah, but was it like was that why he was called Golden Balls? I feel like it wasn't because of his passing, <laughs> or like was it a little bit because of his passing? Or... Does it have to be because of his passing? It's just a great nickname. It doesn't. No, it's multi. It's multi-layered. That is a, that is yeah. a great nickname. Um, okay, yeah. so again, another very well balanced looking midfield. So you got what Beckham, Davids, Bullard, and Kuehl. Kuehl, yeah. Um, there'll be a few fighting over set pieces there. I think. Um, yeah, I kind of want Veron though. I mean, it, Aaron's just teased me with that one there. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of my favourite ones. That it's a, I think it's a cool nickname anyway, the, the little witch. But the fact that his dad was the witch and that like sort of symmetry there, I quite liked it. Yeah, I feel I mean, like Harry, Harry Kill standing out for me is a bit of a weak link there. Mm, yeah, either that or I kick out Edgar Davids because of what you've just told me about him being a bit of a prima donna. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So like, if you if you have to go away. To the East he's Midlands not coming, is to, he? Face, to face Jamie Longmate's side in the Funbine Cup, he's going to yeah, let you down. He's not going to be there. He is, isn't it? That is something Lady. to consider. Yeah. So maybe I mean, we put him over so him. From, sounds like Vron's going in. Are you? Is it David or, or Kuehl out? Oh, let's kick David's out. I had a soft spot for Kuehl. We'll keep him. Kick, kick, right. Kicking David's out, bringing Vron in. So we're mixing up the dog and magic metaphor there. There so you Veron go. We've got a bit of each. Veron and Bull are the new central midfield partnership. Um, so you've both got three up front. Rachel, I already know you've got Badjo as one. Mm, yeah. Give me one more. 
One more. Okay. I've got the non-flying Dutchman. Right. Well, don't get me started on this chat. Well, I was going to say, here we go. I'm not having to make any sort of 11 on this podcast, Aaron. So please tell me you've got somebody good. Unless you want the fraud 11, that could Hang be Why, Joe? Why? What do you mean? He's so overvalued and overrated. He what? spent he spent eleven seasons at Arsenal and was and was only once voted into the PFA team of the year, which suggests that at the time he was he's only valued as one of the best two or three forwards in the league on one of those eleven seasons. And yet then people talk about him like he's one of the best players that's ever played in the league. Are you he's telling me, Joe? He wouldn't he wouldn't get in the current Arsenal side. Well, he's definitely on the current Arsenal side, but so would Oleg Luzhny, Igor Stefanos, and uh, and a lot of others from Arsenal's past. Um, but no, I'm not having that. So, Aaron, please. <laughs> and you, as soon as I heard the non-flying, I thought, oh no, here we go. Is Ed going to go? Okay, I, I will. I will put my hands up and say the nickname is reasonably good. It's a, it's, I think it's a great nickname. It's it is, a great it is nickname. A good, it is a good nickname. Um, I'd like to say I'm I'm the guest on this show. It's my final call. That's what I was told in the pitch. No, I absolutely, I absolutely agree that it's your final it's your final pitch. But I did you read the terms and conditions which said any mention of Dennis Bergkamp or the Croydon De Bruyne, and you were immediately disqualified. So right, I'm not being invited back then. That's what you're telling me. This is it. My one shot. Fine. Um, okay, Aaron. Please do some good work for me here. Okay, um, yeah, I'll go with one that really made me laugh, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm putting that in. Um, I've got Duncan Disorderly, which is Duncan Ferguson. Um, he was known as Duncan yeah. Disorderly, obviously, because he was a drunk and he liked to fight and kick people. Um, but as soon as I saw it, it, it did make me laugh and thought, well, he's nowhere near as talented as any of the other players in this team, but it was one of the, the funnier nicknames okay. that I saw. Um and I sort of thought it sounded a little bit like less pretentious than the Swan of Utrecht, which is what Marco van Basten was known as. Um, I thought Duncan Disorderly is a little bit less pretentious than that, so I um, I whacked him in up yeah. top. I feel like Duncan Disorderly, like is something that like that could come up in come up in conversation. I can see how that is how yeah. that is comes up as a nickname. Yeah, Duncan Disorderly. Duncan, I feel yeah. like is just. He's probably given that himself. Yeah, I was going to say it's too contrived, isn't it? It's yeah, I mean, it's because of like his graceful movement around the pitch, like a swan and all this stuff. But I just thought, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, just gonna stick with Duncan Disorderly. Yeah, good, good choice. Yeah, um, like you've it. got Duncan Disorderly, Divine Ponytail, and yeah. you've got Rachel, Divine Ponytail, and non-flying Dutchman. He, he must not be named. Yeah. Okay, so Rachel, give us your final forward. My final one is, again, a homage to Man United. I've gone for the baby-faced assassin. Again, that is a good nickname. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good nickname, Aaron. And again, I mean, really, if you want someone to bang in the goals, I mean, he did, didn't he? He was just ruthless. He did, off the bench. Off the bench. So, you know, I'm already seeing a way to get De Kaiser in the side. Ollie. (laughs) Maybe better off the bench, slight change of shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so, so obviously, big Man United fan, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. While, while we're on the subject, talk to us about what what kind of job you think he's doing at United. 
do you know, I was one of the people that was very happy to see Jose go. And now you can relate to that, Joe, can't you? I can, I can indeed. <laughs> what and because obviously he's Ollie's just so well loved. I think we've all just we've all been willing him this whole time to do a great job. You know, again, the baby-faced assassin, you can't sack the guy, can you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would take some nerve to sack him. Yeah. It'd be like he's that where yeah. Puss in Boots holds the hat, you know, that yeah. famous gift, and his eyes go really big. Yeah. That it's would that, be what I it? imagine it's like to give Solskjaer bad news. That's why, I that we've got, got to the bottom of it now, that's why Bruno is never rested. Bruno goes to the door, a quick story for you, knocks on the door, says to Ollie, Ollie, I'm absolutely shattered, I play every minute, I need to rest. Ollie, you know, <laughs> Puss in Boots, looks at, looks at Bruno, Bruno boots, I, need yeah. you, I need you, and he, he can't say no to him. That explains it. He's a likeable guy, and the players quite obviously like him. And he's just given us a bit of, I think, stability, which we really needed after a few difficult years under Jose. Mm -hmm. And hoping we win the the, the um, European Cup final for him. I really am. And yeah. they'll give him reasons. Yeah, United fans pretty happy at the moment. Happy. Aaron, have you got room for Ollie in your side, or have you got another four um, with a great nickname? He was on my he was on my honourable mentions list. Um, I've got I've actually got two more because I've had Joe playing Cam. One, oh yeah. Now that I found out that Rachel is a United fan, I know has got literally zero chance of getting anywhere near this because he played for Liverpool. But I went for Fernando Torres, who was El Nino or the kid, um, because yeah. he made captain of Atletico Madrid at just nineteen, which is phenomenal for any player at any club, but at one of the biggest clubs. Um, in Spain it was quite an achievement um, and it was again it's one that just always stuck with him I think everyone sort of knows him as that there were uh, posters on the cop of, of, of El Nino so I went with him but yeah like I say I know that's getting nowhere near this team with him being a bit of a Liverpool legend um, and my last one is another one that is a cool nickname performer time but it's again probably one of the most famous nicknames of all time Um I went for Frank Pushkas as the, the galloping major. Um, the first real superstar footballer, undoubtedly one of the best of all time. Um, broke goal-scoring records that lasted for decades until the likes of Ronaldo and Messi come along. Um, but when he was playing, he was still expected, despite being Real Madrid star player, he was still expected to serve in the army where he was a major. Um, so they gave him the nickname of the galloping major, which is just, yeah, another one that I liked. Yeah, no, I, uh, Puskas, obviously very familiar with, with the player and the nickname. Um, Rachel, ha has Aaron made a, a strong enough case to, to break into that front three of yours? Well, I do I do get your point that Ollie is better off the bench. Yeah. And I concede, I've got plenty of Man United represented in there. So I think, you know, I'm willing to concede on a forward. If you wanted to say to me, Aaron, which one do you really want in there? And not Torres. Not Torres. <laughs> so who, who, what, what does that leave Aaron with? The Galloping Major and... And Duncan. And, and Duncan. Oh, yeah, Duncan Disorderly. Mm. <laughs> What's your preference, That's Aaron? a tough choice, isn't it? It's basically one of the best players of all time <laughs> or one of the, the funniest nicknames I've heard, but a bit of a lunatic. Um, there you go. It's like Sophie's choice. It's a tough choice. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Pushkas just because he's a better player. Um, and I think when it Some comes class. to people, 
people mm-hmm. voting if they just see the the names on a screen the blood oh, postcasts nice mm-hmm. yeah okay postcasts over ferguson in that sense yeah yeah, yeah. that uh, does mean joe that we've kept the, the non-flying dutchman in and i'm never being invited back your only chance of being invited back now rachel is if you win the fun buying cup and we have to present it to you on the podcast so you need to do everything possible to to drum up votes for your side have you seen the team, Joe? I mean, who's going to beat that? No, I was just thinking that. That is a ridiculously good team. It's a team of exceptional players and Fitzhall and a team of exceptional nicknames and Harry Kuehl. So just yeah. remind me what, what Harry Kuehl's nickname was. Uh, he was the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard good. of Oz. Okay. Okay, not good a terrible nickname. nickname, actually. Not, Do you know what, Joe, as well? You give him some stick, but on his day, when he was at his peak, he was a decent player. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. The, the, yeah. the um, yeah, great ability. Had a couple of fantastic seasons at Leeds. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite match up at Liverpool, but yeah. I just it wasn't a nickname, I thought. It's a very easy nickname yeah. for starters, and I didn't think it was one that really, like, stuck with him. I don't, like, if you talk about, you know, psychos, um even bulldogs, whatever, like they were actually called that. I feel like that was that was again, as Aaron said, a little bit contrived, but I know a very good player and a, an okay nickname. So if I was saying that there was a slight weak link in the side, it would be cool. But there's so much around it that this is looking like a formidable, fun bind eleven of mm-hmm. nicknames. And if I just go through it from the top, so we've got in goal the great Dane Peter Schmeichel, uh, a back three of Dave. One size and psycho, also known as the stag do defense, <laughs> and then a midfield four of golden balls, the bulldog, the little witch, who is one of only two you've taken from Aaron's side, um, and then on the left, the wizard of Oz, and then a front three of the divine ponytail. Uh, you both had the non flying Dutchman and the galloping major. That's some team that like that's going to take a beating in my eyes, and that's a great team. For that. I love it. Uh, I'm very happy with this team. No, I think that's very well, very well put together. Yeah. Now, to put you slightly on any any honourable mentions actually before we move on to possible uh, who might be the manager of the side. Of course, we know it's Rachel. She's made that very clear. But if there was, you know a- what? Um, one honourable mention, but it was his real name for Peterborough was Gareth Journeyman. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So Jellyman, great nickname. Not such a popular surname, I wouldn't have thought. No, and uh, I once I used to work at Peter United when I was a lot younger and kind of looking after the sponsors. And we once had a sponsor that picked Gareth Jallyman for man of the match just because of his name. <laughs> and he had a shocker of a game. And when we announced it, 5,000 people just boomed the place down. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't Roundtree's, was it, the match sponsor? We wouldn't want to name and shame them anyway, would we? There's <laughs> yeah. still a confident confidentiality clause in there. Um, now, managers, I don't want to talk about this bloke at all, but surely there's not a more iconic manager nickname than the special one, right? Has to be, doesn't it? Although Big Sam's got to be up there. Oh, Big Sam's not a terrible <laughs> shout. Yeah, so simple but effective. <laughs> I think he's named Sam and he's big. He's he yeah. would he would straight into that stag. Can you imagine him telling telling Roberto Baggio to track back? <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. He would want to I think Big Sam just tops this team off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I agree. 
This is a big uh, Sam team. This is a big Sam team. You think a forward three of Baggio, Burkamp, and Puskas is a big Sam team? Oh, absolutely. He would want he would want Duncan disorderly in it, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. He'd want Joe, Duncan disorderly Jose, in it. Josie would put. Um, so say Josie, Josie would have put Dennis Burkamp in defence, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, he'd have definitely had Davids in there along yeah. with a, a couple of other more defensive-minded players, certainly. Um, yeah. But, yeah, let's not think about that. I've had enough of that torture. Um, so, yes, that is a very good side, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could pitch, if you could make a quick pitch to mm-hmm. the people listening who will be voting on these teams later on about why they should vote for your side, what would you say? Uh, so the pitch for my team is that we've got a bit of a balance between a bit of old-school classic grit some people that will put in some great tackles um, and a bit of class as well. Some kind of proper flair players who will score some goals. So I, I, I just think it's um, it's the one that everybody needs to vote for because Joe as well, especially, will be gutted if Dennis Bergkamp. <laughs> Don't play the Bergkamp oh, anybody card. Wants. I was going to say, what nothing I'm else, just do it for that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Don't don't create a propaganda war with me against Bergkamp because I'm the one that controls the social media accounts. So <laughs> I can I can get the message out there not to have Bergkamp anywhere near the uh, the Fumbine Cup winning eleven. Um, although it is a very strong side, so I think we're looking at an early favourite yeah. for for the trophy here. Um, Thank you. I'm worried Thank that you. if this comes up against Jamie's team from last week, bless him, it'd be a bit of a bloodbath, wouldn't it? <laughs> he would have to have a lot of Derby and Forest support behind him. And as we know, there there are divided loyalties there. So it, yeah. it might be that they see that team hot. The Derby fans see that team and think, I'm not voting for that. It's got loads of players I hate him. The Forest yeah. team, Forest fans do the same. And they all land with uh, with Rachel's nickname side. So, um, yeah, that could, could, be, could be a bloodbath, as you say. Um, well, thanks so much, Rachel, for for coming on. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Said, you. It's been good fun. As you said, you're probably banned from further shows for for mentioning Bergkamp. But if if I do find it in my heart to forgive you, we'd love to have you back on um, at some at some point. Um, Aaron, I'm still invited to the wedding, though, Joe. Uh, well, I mean that's that's pending. That's going to probably depend on how how the rest of the uh, these six and seven weeks go in this fun buying cup. Whoever knocks whoever knocks you out and Bergkamp out, they'll definitely be invited. They're um, the best man, aren't they? Whoever that is. That's I just had a really great thought as well that when I make the graphics for this episode, the featured player is one hundred percent going to be Dennis Bergkamp, and I can't wait yeah. to hit see <laughs> Joe have to send it out from the Twitter account. Well, that graphic won't see the light of day, mate, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, um, thanks so much for joining us. Um, Aaron, anything to, to add on that? What, what, like, what do you make of Rachel's team? I think it's going to be very, very hard to beat. Um, it's a combination of everything, isn't it? It's, it's really good players, but they've all got really good nicknames as well, whether they're funny, iconic, cool-sounding. Um, it's got a bit of everything. So, yeah, that's going to take a a hell of a lot of beating. I agree. So how it's going to work is once we've had four teams um, put together, we're then going to draw them up against each other in one half of the draw and we'll start the voting then. So voting will start after uh, week four of the Cup. Um, And next week's topic we're announcing now is going to be a team of players who've never played for any of the traditional top six sides. 
So if you feel you could put uh, a good side um, together of, you know, your Southamptons, your Everton's, your Villas, whatever it is, this is exclusively from the Premier League era, um, then please do get in touch with us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Table44T1 and on Instagram at Table442. So that'll be officially announced on the social media pages at some point this week. Uh, keep an eye out for it and get in touch if you are interested in coming on the pod and putting a team of non-top six players together. That's it uh, for this week. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on, Rachel. And we will be back with another episode next week. Cheers, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye.